the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry Jones. Our show is about all things healthcare, trying to bring some information to the people, make sense of a few crazy things we see in the news, and hopefully just uh, educate. Good evening, Dr. Mark. Good evening. You doing all right? I'm doing great. little allergy, but uh, if I cough a couple times, just ignore me. I know. Where's our cough button? We need that. We got, we've got our cough lozenges. We're all That's set. That's right. That's right. Well, I wanted to jump into a topic that you know we, we talk about here and there. Whenever we have the visiting uh, docs on, yep. uh, these things t- tend to come up. And I want to talk a little bit about that and, yep. and follow it up with an article that you pulled up Absolutely. on tips to optimize your yep. metabolic health. Right. Exactly. But 70% of Americans are overweight. Unbelievable. Okay. Now, now we have to say that there's a specific definition for overweight. That's right. And you may look at when you're, when you actually go to see your doctor and they do that body mass index. Yeah, it's really BMI. considered a BMI over 25. Right. So, yeah, but, yeah. so at a BMI of 25, yeah. if, if you go in there and your doctor says you're overweight, you may say, I, I, I'm not even trying to lose. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. not. So, so there is a, a broad net that we throw yes. when we say 70%. Well, when but, you but think it's so of over, important, though. Yeah, when you think of overweight, Dr. Mark, you think of obese. Right. And we got about 30% of Americans are obese. Right, right, that are, that are morbidly, morbidly, morbidly obese. obese. And Correct. so the, yeah. the, there's really a very specific number that associates all these special words. And yes. I think that, that people get very quite offended when that when they somebody do. puts in their medical yeah. record that they are overweight. Exactly. And, and frankly, overweight... Yeah. Uh, in America, if you're just overweight, you're winning. I mean, you by the you. by the way the numbers are going, I'm not saying yeah. that that's the healthiest way to be, yeah. Yeah. but but I know that that a lot of times people are, you know, I, I've had that and things were like, well, they the pediatrician put down that my son was overweight, right? And so it is. Yeah. It, it, you have to look at it more carefully than that. And it's considered also that children under the age of 12, 40 percent mm-hmm. are, are over, yep. overweight. Overweight, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're almost at at 19 percent of obese. Wow. teenagers in, in, in the children? state of florida yeah. Wow. yeah yeah so it's it is pretty that's crazy a huge number but i mean so that's that's a big thing which we kind yep. of went, went astray there but yep. but definitely americans and 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 being over their optimal weight is a big deal half of all americans have at least one chronic illness yep okay so that's half i mean and we're, we're looking at all the population so we're yep. looking at kids yep. too so which really tells you since the kids don't have as many right. that the adults have more than yeah. half of the adults well, are going to have a chronic illness. In fact, uh, at over age 65, right. at least 50% of those people over age 65 have, have at it. least one chronic illness. Right, and you follow that. I mean, I we see that, that with all the, all the med- Medicare, all Medicare issues stuff, stuff going yeah, on. So we're following yep. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very concerning. So we're going to follow this up with, uh, mm-hmm. with a term that we're, we'll define. Yes. But 
only 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy. Dr. Now, Jim even without would lose his mind if he knew that number. You would. Well, <laughs> even if you don't know what metabolic health is, right. that low number and the word healthy, yep. that's going to yep. give you concern. Yep. But let's talk a, bit, a little bit about what, what that exactly means, Larry. Yeah, you know, met- metabolism is a process that your body uses to convert the food you eat into energy. And, right. and you know, Dr. Mark, I don't want to kind of put you on the spot, Uh-oh. but I, you and I have known each other a long time. And of course, I don't know your numbers in health, right? but you have always been very sensitive to exercise, weight. You've never yep. been overweight. Right. You're in good shape. Uh, and maybe that's the military in you. I don't know. Well, it, it's a little of everything, right? But you've right? been an example to me. Oh, well, well yeah. thanks. And, and I hope, I mean, honestly, um, this is one of the things that I talk to the med students about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be an example to your patients. Exactly. And so that's that's a piece of it. That's a big piece. Uh, and, you know, it's it's nature and nurture. You know, my, my parents right. weren't, weren't athletic, but they also yeah. weren't pounded down the calories. You know, yeah. they tried to my, look after my their My parents weight. either. They were pretty so, in shape. So, yeah. and... Honestly, the the real issue is the strength of that example is the same on the flip side. If you come from a family that that is in poor metabolic health, you're really extra challenged. In the kids, oh, of course, of course. No, it's it's a it's a household issue, right? right. But as you say, so your metabolism. You know, people talk about you know as you get older, your metabolism slows down. You know, there's more to it than that. And right. and the idea is, is no matter what it is, we have to learn to work yeah. with it. We have to learn well, to figure that out. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> you know, when you think about metabolism, you can think of it as a conductor in a busy train station, delivering the right nutrients to the right cells at the right times to create the energy needed to keep the whole body running smoothly. Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really clean, what it's, metabolism it's a, it's a, yeah, is. It's, yep. it's how... How clean that energy is is a big determinant yep. on how things work. Right. And and the goal is to achieve a high rate of metabolism in order to maintain ideal weight, right. optimal energy, uh, moods, uh, mental clarity, and a body that is, in uh, is clean of pathogens and viruses. Yeah, and one of the yeah. big events here is if you do get sick, and you start from a place of metabolic instability, it's going to affect you much more greatly. And we saw that in the pandemic where a huge number of the mortality that we saw were involved in folks that were actually overweight and more specifically obese. And it it was just, it was shocking. It was, it it really brought it out. It was, it was obese and multiple chronic illnesses of most of the people that passed away from COVID. Yes. Yes. And so, and and that data was undeniable. And we always talk about, you know, risk factors when your body is being challenged. So you might be challenged by a virus. You might be challenged by having to have surgery. You know, when, when somebody comes in for a joint replacement, their body mass index is a, big part of their prediction on how exactly. well they're going to do exactly and and i think that kind of makes sense i mean if you think about replacing a joint it's a weight-bearing joint if you're replacing a hip or a knee and that that weight mm-hmm. is a direct effect upon that joint and so you can you can see easily there but it's the same problem if you go in and have a colon resection right you know your your recovery is way out of line if your metabolic health is yep. not is not in check. Right. Well, you know, it's all about taking care of yourself every single day. 
But Dr. Mark, let's talk about some tips to optimize your metabolic health. Sure. You want to start uh, that? Yeah, well, sure. And, and like I say, this comes from this article, so we're right. uh, we're just going to kind of go through them and and, yep. and and support or or knock down just uh, on what our opinions might be. But this one you hear a lot of is hy- hydration all the time. Yeah, yeah, hydration supports everything in your immune system. You know, we we it's been kind of dumbed down over the years. It's like oh, I just got to flush things through through your yep. kidneys. Yep. But there is a point because if your hydration is challenged, again, you become more vulnerable to, to outside influences that might make you it ill. breaks down your immune system. Yeah, well, it, it yeah. doesn't let your immune system work properly for right, sure. Right, right. And and we're not talking about uh, you know you're going out. Let's say you are watching, so you're working out, and you're go out for a long run, and after mm-hmm. that run, your hydration yeah. rate, you're dehydrated. Yeah. We're not we're talking right. about chronic issues. Chronic, yeah. And you know, Larry, one of the things that we run into mm-hmm. is a lot of the medications that we take to treat some of our chronic illnesses like hypertension mm-hmm. might wreak havoc on your ability to be appropriately hydrated. Yep. So it can, that's it can, actually that can happened off. to me, Dr. Mark. Yeah. It yeah. can really, it can really yeah. throw you off. And yeah. so you need to be mindful you know, of, of that, you know, considering yeah. what your medications are. Particularly people on chemo. Oh, for sure. Chemo will for dehydrate sure. you so fast. Well, I mean, you know, you know, when we go to chemotherapy, that that's sort of the opposite of metabolic health, you know, in, in a lot of instances and it, everything yeah. becomes mm-hmm. complicated, but, Right. Again, it depends on where your baseline is when you go into a challenge like that. Right. Well, you know, it's not only immune system that it breaks down. It also can affect your muscle function mm-hmm. and even your bowel function. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hydration is very, very important. I tell you, we, we the most common complaint in the pediatric population is constipation. And that's about and, kids being dehydrated. And, yeah, because kids don't recognize their thirst. Right. I mean, you've, you know, you, you send yeah. your grandkids out to play and you're like, sense. and they, yeah. they, they'll play all day long. They'll sweat until they can't sweat anymore, but they won't stop to drink water. Right. And so the first issue for a lot of the GI right. disturbances that we hear about is, you know, we need to increase their water intake, not their yeah. juice intake, yeah. you know, because their juice, that's going to lead us into the next discussion. But, but you know, the, Dr. All Mark, extra sugars. I see more and more kids today, and I know my, all my grandkids, they take water bottles to school with them now. There is a better habit there. And there is a better habit that and, you're seeing in yep. America. And and I can tell you, yep. on the on, uh, from an aspect of, of youth coaching, Mm-hmm. The two things oh. that they have pushed in the last 10 years yep. have been concussion protocols and hydration. Yep. And yep. so they had lots of bottles, but yep. but it was right before the pandemic when I was sort of looking at all those bottles. You know how the, uh, the, the pro sports teams will bring out a little carrier case? Right, and, right, right. And so the kids were starting to take their own bottles and putting them in there. Yep. But I don't know how many of those bottles got switched exactly. around, and that kind of made you concerned. Well, I know we go through a lot of water in our family, and I see my kids, you know, they're in dance, gymnastics, baseball, soccer, sure. and you see and these Flo- kids. And they're in Florida. And, and they're in Florida in the heat, and you constantly see these kids dehydrating dehy- uh, and sometimes yep. get dehydrated. No, they, yeah, they're definitely yeah. that's definitely a go-to. Yep. You know, kids that Very complain important. of headaches. Yep. You know, you definitely want to watch your hydration yeah. level. So talk about intermittent fasting, Dr. Mark. How does that affect the body? So, you know, there's a lot of good stories, uh, good studies, and good opinions about intermittent fasting. Okay. And I'll tell. I'll start by saying it doesn't work for everybody. Okay. Okay. But the idea is that our bodies are, you know, we, we came through this evolutionary pattern, and, yep. and our, our ancestors didn't eat all, all the time. Right. They might have gone through days of fasting because there was no food available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or they might have eaten, you know, a certain number of times per day. 
So okay. our bodies are, have an adjustment that, that we've grown into through that, that evolution, okay. and we are not supposed to just eat. Okay. When it's time to eat, well, what does You're the statement mean? What does the statement mean when it says fasting can help train our bodies to be more metabolically flexible? Well, exactly that. That yeah. that if you just keep feeding the machine, mm-hmm. it's got to digest the food, it's got to process the food, and it has to do something okay. with the energy that it produces. And if you overeat, that absolutely leads to obesity okay. right yep. and so by fasting you're teaching the body that you know that that the nutrients that are coming in are going to come in at a certain pace okay and we have other systems in our body that can allow us to create energy mm-hmm. when we don't have food so what's the message here on fasting dr mark well i believe Should that you eat two meals a day or three well I, you know <laughs> again it's going to be different for everybody yep. and you really have to take into account any comorbidities you have because there's okay. some people that just can't do it right exactly their blood sugars yep. are not stable enough yep. to do it but if you look at the times that you eat Three square meals a day is an old adage that just doesn't add up. Doesn't work. And yep. and and it, if you're being honest with yourself, most, I doubt most if you've us, ever eaten three meals a day. Well, and, and if you do, <laughs> when do you have time? Right? If you have one meal or three meals a day, you have yeah. snacks and stuff in between. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of taking smaller meals more frequently, or better yet, having a gap in time where you don't eat is a yep. great way to hold your weight in check. Right, right. Interesting. You know, uh, it also talks about fasting can improve uh, reduced inf- inflammation, help fight obesity, obviously, and even improve cardiovascular health. It's supposed to improve brain health, too, because, okay. you know, the brain right. works off of glucose, you know, which is sugar, but it also can work off of ketones. Okay. And, and your body doesn't produce, produce ketones unless you're hungry and fasting for a period of time. And once it does produce ketones, your your brain actually likes switching back and forth. So when you talk to people who do go on these longer fasts, right. they'll talk about a period where they kind of break through a wall and get some alertness and clarity that they didn't have, mm-hmm. and that may be 12 hours into a fast or, or more. So that is, that is, that is kind of fascinating Dr. stuff. Dr. Mark, we're going to continue this discussion on optimizing metabolic health when we come back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
We are back at Healthcare Now. I'm Dr. Mark, and I'm here with Larry Jones. Mm-hmm. And we spent the whole first period talking about metabolic health, and we're right. going to we're going to keep on rolling, yeah. Larry, because we've got some, yeah. a lot of other little yeah. tips and discussions to Dr. Pradip Gymnatis would be very proud of us today. I think and he would have done a much better discussion. He is a big believer in intermittent Big fasting. Time. Big time. And, and he's another person where you'd say the same thing, that he's yep. fit. He's, yep. His weight fluctuations over the decades that I've known yep. him have been nothing. Yep. And uh, he takes us all very seriously. You know, I remember one time when he was on our air, I asked him uh, about metabolic health. And he said the whole key to that is insulin resistance. Yeah, so that yeah. starts to get a little a little more heady. Yep. And, te- and, exactly. and the idea yep. of all these things that we discuss, yep. it, it really affects the way our bodies work with yep. glucose and insulin yep. and that yep. balance. So mm-hmm. it's hugely important for, especially okay. for all the chronic illnesses we te- we talk about. One of the next things about optimizing mental health, Dr. Mark, is don't snack. Right. Everybody and, in America snacks. So, <laughs> and again, you know, there was a period of time that, that the, the, you know, diets, okay? Mm-hmm. Diets are not the way to maintain your weight, right. okay? Diets are designed to abruptly change something you're doing. And what you need, other than diets, is you need habits. Right. So one of the diet fads that was pretty popular was eating multiple small meals. Yep. Okay? This never made sense to me because, again, evolutionarily, that would never happen. Right. Okay? Right. But what's worse is what this is actually talking about specifically is the kind of snacks that we eat. Yeah. Right? So if you were eating healthy food, clean food, and you were eating it more frequently, but mm-hmm. but your total calorie intake for the day, I mean, that that is yeah. not an unreasonable way to maintain metabolic health. Right. Okay? Well, it, you so, know, it's interesting. It said snacking may seem harmless, but it causes dramatic fluctuations in blood sugar levels, leading to more cravings. And right. now you're on what they call the blood sugar roller coaster. Right. And again, it's yeah. what you're snacking on. Right. If right. you're snacking on things that are have a low glycemic index, mm-hmm. okay, so they don't trigger that sugar and insulin response, then it could be okay. And, and so you get those two, you get one group that says intermittent fasting is right. the way to go. Right. And the other group that says small, frequent meals. But I just want to point out that that doesn't mean snacking. Okay. Snacking in this case, the negative connotation we should be discussing is when you go into the, uh, the, the, the fast fast food restaurant yep. or you go yep. into the, the quickie mart, if you will. Between and, meals. I mean, and and yep. the, the snacks that you're going to pick up off of the shelf. Right. Are not things that our body yep. can Potato handle. Chips, yep. cookies, things with high glycemic yep. index, yep. high carbohydrates, yep. high sugars, and yep. I mean that's that's really a disaster for you. Because yeah. I tell you, there's a there's a good book. It's called the Dorito Effect. Oh wow, the Dorito Effect okay. is is really fascinating, and it and it sort of goes through how America specifically, but the world mm-hmm. has seen a drop in the nutritional value and the taste in food. Okay. And have substituted that with with different types of chemicals and seasonings that right. actually make you right. hungry. Right. And they make you want to finish. This is called the Dorito effect because just like Lay's potato chips, you know, if you yeah. eat a Dorito, and, you, know, you don't eat just one. stopped eating chip, potato chips and they're eating Doritos today. Oh, yeah. I Dor- see it everywhere. Yeah, so, and, and that was the yeah. whole idea behind Doritos is that that thing was supposed to simulate a taco. In right. flavor, That's like right. you just a single taco, yep. and and you know it does a pretty darn good job. It does, and I will tell you yeah. that I don't eat Doritos because I, I know that either. I'll just keep eating Doritos. Yeah. I don't, well, it's that old adage: you can't eat just one. Yeah. I tell you, yeah. Well, that's a Lay's. That's Lay's. That's but, Lay's. But, yeah, but that's but it's the same idea. <laughs> yeah. But the saltiness and the spice and the lack of any nutritional component that satisfies. Mm. 
you're just going to go right back and get another snack. Yeah. So if you're going to snack and you get hungry at two two thirty in the afternoon, what should you eat? So the the classic one is is nuts. Okay, okay. almonds, protein. Yeah, pr- protein. Okay. Okay. And well, actually, you know, the the fats get pushed aside as being bad because what about fruit? Now, fruit's not great. Fruit's, fruit's not, not great, great because okay. fruit. Okay, it, it's at least it's a natural sugar. But there are a lot of fruits that have a have a really high glycemic index. So those cashews people eat all the time, including me, those are okay. Cashews are pretty good. Those right. are and and they are a high fat nut. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a, it's a pretty healthy kind of fat. There are different kinds of fats that, that mm-hmm. our body does better with. Okay. And uh, but the idea of I'm going to lose weight by cutting my fats out of my diet is not That's a good not way it. to do it. Right, no, it's right, it's eating right. good healthy fats. But yeah, the, the nuts are really good. Mm-hmm. There are some fruits like like blueberries. Blueberries are kind of the magical fruit okay, okay. and uh, that you can snack on. Yep. And then there's a lot of prepared foods like the little uh like they're not we we kind of call them energy bars but they're not anywhere it's not just that right, right. but bars that are balanced with fats and proteins yep. you and, can see a lot of those yeah. in the market and a lot of kids are eating them yep they're getting they're yep. definitely getting yep. better and so when when you go to the store and you purchase those things you want to take a look at the ingredients you want to see how much added sugar's in there yep. if there's a lot of added sugar Look Stay for something else. Yep. So you want to look for something that has a reasonable protein load. Like anytime you're going to snack on something, you need 5 to 15 grams of protein okay. to get any satisfaction. If there's some good fats that, that aren't polyunsaturated, and it'll say right on there what kind of fats are in it. Right. Uh, so you want to avoid the polyunsaturated fats okay. and and no added sugars. And a, we got a couple more things on uh, metabolic health. And obviously the big one is ditch sugar and carbs that turn to sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that that those simple sugars, yeah. and I'll, you'll see even even in a lot of the the fast food and, or counter service groups, mm-hmm. they've really gone to at least advertising right. that they're going to add less right. sugar to to different things. You know, and, I did not know that pizza actually because of the carbs turned to sugar. That really upset me because I eat a lot of pizza. Oh man, pizza's so good. It's I a, know it's but, great. But it's another one where. Pizza is full of things that make you want to eat more of it. Exactly, and and probably probably my greatest weakness yeah. would have to be pizza. But but Mine too. but if you think about it, yep. carbohydrates are one step away from sugar. Right. Okay. So if it's uh and even if you're looking at whole wheat bread or, or multi-grain bread, it's still you're getting that same carbohydrate load that you're getting with white bread. Yeah. And so th- there are some other reasons why you could argue that it's still a little bit more nutritious. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, carbohydrates, yeah. Uh, probably probably the enemy of, of, uh, of obesity, yep. you know, the enemy for the ob- Well, you know, when you talk about country. excess sugar intake that and, and carbs that turn to sugar, it completely wreaks havoc on the metabolic processes, and it ends up – creating and it contributes to inflammation and even weight gain obviously mm-hmm. sure and yeah. and it really throws off the, the probably the the best research going on today when we want to say you know what's affecting our health from a to z what's affecting these different types of diseases mm-hmm. is our our biome yep. you know the yep. the, the actual microbiome the microbiome yep. in yep. our gi tract what's living in there and how it's affected and a lot of these things that we've known for a long time are are bad for our bodies, mm-hmm. um, like the like the sugars, right? Are destroying this microbiome's healthiness, right? And so, in addition to the things we've already talked about with the insulin fluctuation, whatnot, mm-hmm. is this microbiome seems to be even more in tune with what we're eating, right? And you know, if we start throwing certain things to it, there's there are certain nutrients that have 
been kind of leached out of our diet and out of our right, soil. Right. And the microbiome needs those things. So yep, identifying yep. those those different elements and adding them yep. to your diet becomes yep. very important. Well, you know, you, you hit on something that I want to kind of tie this piece together. Over a prolonged period, sugar and carbs lead to excessive insulin in the blood that will in turn lead to insulin resistance, creating diabetes type 2 and a third of Americans have type two diabetes today. Right. right. Yeah. Type one diabetes is a gen, you know genetic right. disease. Not much you can, can do about that. Can, one. We can yeah. treat it. We can treat yeah. it with insulin. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's 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 but type uh, two but is type avoidable. Two is correct. Totally, it's totally avoidable. It's environmental. Yeah. And yeah. people talk about it like, well, it runs in my family. Well, again, yeah. yes, it does. If your family's but you diet, you can change that. You you yep. can change it. Yep. And you can you can change it in your kids, but it's yep. it's so so hard in a household. When, yeah. when again, treating kids for so many years, yeah. when knowing that a child needs needs to lose weight, right. if I look across the room and the whole family needs to lose weight, if right. they're not in this together, it's just not going to happen. And, and so you can really see tough. it in families. It's sad sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it is. It yeah. absolutely is. But, you know, it's everybody's, you know, we, we fight on this all the time. You know, I got, I got a right to be anybody I, I am, and I exactly. get that. But, but you really, I think if everyone truly believed two things, if they believed that the obesity was really killing them. Yep. And if they believed with help, they can do something about it. Exactly. We'd all be a lot healthier. Well, I mean, we know that kids with diabetes and 30% of kids are obese are going to lead to multiple chronic illnesses when they're 60 and 70 years old. Well, I mean, that's the number, the number one prediction of people with type two diabetes is is their weight. And and if they have chronic, you know, they're, they're holding on to extra weight and the, the diet that's that's needed to maintain that weight is going to set you up for that loss. Yeah, you know, let's talk about a couple other things real quick before we end this session. We're talking about gut health yep. and sleep priority. You Very know, important. I, I think I think that if there was one thing we we need the the miracle cure of mm-hmm. is gut it's gut health. Yep. And I absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, you know that story's out there a lot and it, and if you ask People throughout, you know, whether they're physicians, uh, dietitians, uh, health gurus, they're all talking about the microbiome and your gut health. Yep, yep. But they Talk also, about what a probiotic is, Dr. Mark. Explain well, to our listeners what that is. So a probiotic is something, it's, it's a healthy bacteria. Okay. So we, we talk about taking probiotics. They're like when yep. you eat, lact, eat yogurt. I take a probiotic lacto, every day. Yeah, so yep. lactobacilli. Yep. Um, you know, there's certain mm-hmm. types of of bacterium that we know are good for us mm-hmm. and the the problem is and i was sort of kind of getting to that is everybody's got the cure everybody's got the bottle and the pill the thing that you got to take yep the problem is that probiotic and i don't know what you're taking yep. but but a lot of the probiotics are these you know freeze-dried lactobacilli yep. yeah that's and not they, what i they, take they take yep. you know yep. two million of these things but the reality is yep. is but when it gets inside your intestine it may be sawdust exactly and so yeah. so what you're taking and more importantly what you need in particular yeah. you larry you know yeah. me exactly. dr mark what exactly. we need specifically would be different right and i tell you there's there are some really cool studies out there looking at how yeah. this gut bacteria changes can completely yeah. change your your body habitus absolutely. everything well, that you know you do. when i started taking this probiotic about two years ago it absolutely changed everything about my gut health All right don't name it because we're not, gonna, we should I'm call not. them and we make should. sure they sponsor we the should. show and then yep. we can pump exactly. it up exactly but but there are there's some really good <laughs> it's incredible good probiotics yep. um and yep. you know there are a lot of people 
there's just so much noise yep. in social media well, it's interesting. on the best things when that I, you when can When I told take, Dr. You know? Jim Nottis what I was taking, mm-hmm. he looked at me and he says, that's one of the best on the market. Oh, really? Yep. And I didn't know that. Yeah, he has yeah. one that he uh, yeah. he really pitches in his office, yeah. and, yeah. and it's really – it's quality stuff. Yeah. And, it's, and he it, didn't it's tell me to start taking this. I just read about it. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. I think that's a good healthy thing. I think you know the issue becomes, and we're going to talk a little bit about yeah. pricing and drugs and exactly and on the, yep. on the next segment. Bit. Yep. And the issue becomes that probiotic can be prescribed. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But typically, it's only prescribed if you're on an antibiotic. Okay. Um, so it's not. It's not very easily, you know, it's, it's not cheap, right, Larry? You, you spend, you spend yeah. what, $50, $60 a month on it probably. Uh, no, actually, it's pretty cheap. Oh, is it yeah. pretty cheap? Okay, yeah. okay. It's about half that. About half that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but if you're going to ask people to add to their their bill another medication, you know, that mm-hmm. can be a challenge. And so antibiotics create your microbiomes to get offset, correct? Well, in antibiotics antibiotics are going to yeah. kill bacteria in your GI right. tract, right. and it's going to kill good, bad, and ugly, yeah. you know, and so the question becomes yeah. which ones are left behind. Yeah. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, IPNetworkFlorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. We are back here at Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We have uh, drawn out this metabolic health thing. We for, uh, for, uh, We're going to probably go all the way through this yeah. section, too. But, you know, Dr. Mark, it's so important. It is. It is. And it's, yeah. it, you know, it's it sounds like it's so much, right? Right. But you you got to pick it off one thing at a time. Exactly. you got to recognize, you know, where's your biggest gap? Right. I mean, is it is it what I yeah. eat? Is it that, you know, late night? Yeah. yeah. And because there's... You know, we can have a whole show and and bring in a dietitian and talk about diets, sure, and and how how some of them make matters worse, right? But uh, but yeah, it's a really interesting interesting topic, yeah. well, and it's hugely important. Well, what I like about this is, you know, we constantly talk to our viewers about getting your annual wellness, mm-hmm. getting your checkup each year, getting your baselines, right. and then now it's all about how do you maintain that health all year long. Well, you bring that up. So I, I had a mm-hmm. meeting uh, this morning with a friend, and uh, one of the things that he said is, like, he says, oh, boy, you know, my, my doctor would be mad at me because here I'm having this snack, yep. and I really need to lose some weight. And it made me think, your doctor's not mad at you. you know, and, right. and it doesn't come from your doctor. It's got to come, gotta come from, from within, you. right? That's right. And, That's right. And it makes – but I hear that all the time, and, and we're – 
sometimes you'll hear that people don't go to see yeah. their doctor because they don't want to get lectured. That's right. That's you right. You know, and I, I, I don't, as physicians, we have to be better at delivering yeah. those messages. Yeah. And sometimes it's delivered yeah. to deaf ears. But if, if someone yeah. can hear, you know, how important it is to do yeah. how arrange their intake and change right. their metabolism, it'd be huge. I agree. But, you know, the one thing and this might sound a little cold, but I really hate it when people look at me and say, I'm so tired but then they don't do anything about it, and then they go eat a bag of potato chips. Right, yeah, which, interestingly... <laughs> is that not true? It's going to wipe... It's the yeah. worst thing you can do, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. Other, yeah. other than just stay up all night. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked a lot about intake, the biome, you mm-hmm. know, and what, what to eat, what not to eat nutritionally, and, you know, hydration. But now, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Sleep. Yeah. How, how important is sleep? Right. Because we all know people who say, I can, get a, I can get away with you know four hours of sleep a day. I do oh, just yeah. fine. People brag about it. They brag about it. Yeah. But if you sit down yeah. and really evaluate what their life balance and health is like, yep. I would say it is the rare, rare, rare individual that is in their best health if they get less than seven hours of sleep. Seven to nine, nine hours a yeah. night. Yeah, yeah nine's yeah. probably on the high side. Nine is on the high um, side, but, but seven, you're but right. Se- yeah. Seven is probably the healthiest. And, you know, the other piece is there's time that you spend laying there with your eyes closed, right. and then there's quality sleep. Right. And I'll tell you, the, the most fun thing is this. I, I'm going to go ahead and give a free plug of this the sleep number bed. Okay. And yeah. a lot of beds yeah. do this now, and then yeah. a lot of the wearable apps uh-huh. will actually track your sleep, and they look yep. at your how long it takes you to go to sleep, yep. your restlessness, and how long it takes you to get up. Exactly. And looking, I have to tell you, man, that that has probably influenced how I look at my sleep patterns. Yep. And you can imagine, you know, I had awful sleep during training. Oh, I can imagine. And yeah. there were yeah. there were periods yeah. of time where I'm taking lots of call, and your sleep is constantly yeah. interrupted. Yeah. And and that may be why physicians yeah, that, are not see, the healthiest a, people in the world. See, that's an ironic thing. Doctors kill yes. themselves to get Literally. through medical school with three or four hours sleep, yep. yet they're the ones should be the example of how yep. to be healthy. Yep, and, and, and a lot of them in their work, you yeah. know, they're yeah. over available. So so a lot of times your physician, you're right. We're we're yeah. not we're not good examples. Yeah. Yeah. But sleep is very, very important. Quality sleep is important. And you know, the, I would say that that's something relatively simple mm-hmm. that you can pay attention to. Yes. I would suggest having a, a wearable yep. that tracks your sleep right. and t- pay attention to that yep. because there are a lot of things you can do to adjust if, if you're getting the sleep but it's it's not good solid it sleep and you're, sleep. you're restless. Yep. Yep. You start looking at what are you eating, uh, what are you drinking, and you know how, yep. how is that affecting you, um, and yep. then you know getting on a good schedule. Now, again, yep. this sounds like, you know, old grandpa talk it does but but, but it's it's important it to is. have that balance and exercise and stress can impact your sleep significantly for sure for sure yeah i mean people often will say that, that if they people who like to work out will see that if they drop their workouts down yeah. Yeah. that they suffer on the sleep side right that your body kind of needs it and then you know what your there pretty much everything kind of focuses back if you're you're stressing out and you're going, you're having a long, it may take you longer to go to sleep or as you start to wake up, you're in that twilight zone and the stress kicks in again. So yeah, no, absolutely. A very, very important piece of that. A couple things, you know, uh, one of the baselines is you should exercise 20 minutes a day. So minimum. Yeah. Do you you agree with that number, Dr. Mark? I mean, I, I, I would say that there are way more opinions on this than we have knowledge. Okay. Okay. So, and, and it's changed over the years Mm -hmm. because, one of the, the actually the cardiac health mm-hmm. says that 
you need to get to a reasonable elevated heart rate sustained for 20 minutes. And that's 149, I believe. Well, it depends on your age. Okay. It depends on your okay. age. Okay. okay. So it's okay. usually a percentage, but there's, you, yeah. you know, any gym or any, you can look it up online. There's a chart yeah. that's going to say for your age, sometimes there's a weight adjustment right. that what that right. number is, but you need to basically, you need to sweat. Okay. Right. You that's need right. to get to the point where you sweat. Yep. You do that for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And if you do that three to four times a week, that's going to give you a better chance of, uh, that's going to correlate you with a group that has better cardiovascular, better cardiovascular health. Okay? health. Okay. But yep. here's the thing that gets missed. Mm-hmm. So as folks get older and they say, well, you know, I've been going to the gym, but I don't really lift any weights. I don't do much movement mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. I just get on the treadmill, and I, but I, I'm getting my cardiovascular health. Well, you know what that's not doing, Larry? What's it's that? not maintaining your ability to for good balance. Right. It's not taking care of your joints. And so exactly. it's setting you up and making you a higher risk for injury. So to snack all day and then then exercising going to do you a whole lot of not good. Go, not going to do you a lot of good, <laughs> right? So you want you want to make sure you're getting you know good ex- yeah. good proper exercise. And and I wouldn't t- nobody's going to do twenty minutes a day. Activity right. twenty minutes a day is right. is really what right. they talk about. Right. So that that's that level of just keeping your body active and you know your your metabolism yeah. is more related to what your muscle mass is right. than much right. of anything else. And right. so if you're exercising and doing a little strength exercising mm-hmm. through your whole life, yep. you know, and I, I see okay. older friends, we talk about that and they, they go to the gym or they go for a nice yep. brisk yep. walk. I'm yep. like, you know, you may need to pump it up a level and do something that's going to yep. give you some good joint health and we, balance control. Well, you know, it was interesting when I looked at this 20 minutes a day, a couple things that kind of stuck out for me is, is this exercise will relieve anxiety and boost confidence. Sure. I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, if you're accomplishing any goal that you set out for, yep. if you can say, you know, I, I want I want to see if I can do this, that mm-hmm. does, that, that raises your confidence. Yeah, yeah. And confidence reduces stress. Yep, absolutely. Or, yeah. or conversely, lack of confidence and insecurity yep. increases stress for yeah, sure. Right. So let's talk about stress for a minute. Uh, you know, stress affects our uh, digestion. It affects weight gain. It affects our neurological system. Right. Uh, it, and and it can and it can actually create depression. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole. Yeah, that the whole is thing. what it's all about. I mean, it, it is sort of the the electrical system that holds our body together. You right. know, and makes us. Right. You know, is is it things running smoothly? And well, that's the whole idea. All the other things. So, would that, you agree that, that if you do some of the things that we've talked about and maintain metabolic health, you're going to be able to keep your stress in check. Well, I think you're going to be able to respond to those stressful situations more and, effectively. Okay. Um, okay. And, okay. and quite, quite frankly, being mindful. I mean, mindfulness is a, is a really uh, hip word these it days. Is. And, and if you, if you take a few minutes to actually look into what we're saying you know, you're paying attention. You're paying attention yeah. to your body and how you're treating your body. Yeah. So that mindfulness piece, yeah. uh, stress reduction. You know, however you do it. I mean, right. I, you know, right. if we start right. if we start preaching uh, meditation and yoga, we might lose some <laughs> listeners. But yeah. I got to tell you, you know, there's it, something it, to there's it. something to yeah. it, yeah. and and there's something to yeah. accepting it and just taking the time to learn yep. a technique yep. that is going to a allow you to de-stress when you recognize stress, and B, allow you to recognize that you're being stressed. You know, to kind of sum this up, by making simple changes to the way we eat, move, and live, you can help your body become more metabolically healthy. Absolutely. And I would say, you know what? They might not be simple. 
but they're yeah. important. Yeah, very and, important. And, and you can't you can't pick one yeah. and and call it a day. But if you pick one yeah. at a time, you're going to be healthier. Yeah. Doctor Mark, this may have been one of the most important conversations we've had on since we've had this show. Could be, could be. It could affect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if people yeah. take it seriously, I mean, you can't yeah. learn it all in an hour. No. And you know this this show is all about. You know, giving us giving out some information, making right. people think, and right. there's plenty out there, plenty of references to help your metabolic yep. health. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, lots of you know, lots of lots of people are making their living trying to explain all this. So you right. might as well take advantage of that on the internet. And metabolic health is key to a good life. It is. It's good. It's going to make. It isn't you, that what we're all seeking? We're all seeking some qual- quality of life. Quality, quality of life. Of life. Yeah. That goes back yeah. to that yeah. mindfulness piece again. That's right. You know, we uh, we I alluded to this earlier because we we're talking about the cost of medications, uh-huh. right? And so I know that you know f- f- folks that are on uh, you know different government programs like Medicaid, Medicare, yep. Yep. typically have their meds covered right. um, to to an extent or having a decreased um, um, you know cost, and that that's really important for your doctor to recognize yes. when they say you're going to take this medication, how is that going to impact you? Because we've talked about this. If it's That's going to right. be more than $25, was that the number you told me? Uh, yep. If it's if yep. A, it's more than $25, it dramatically increases and the chance the, that they're not the going to do it. If the copay increased $10, mm-hmm. 20% of people wouldn't get the wouldn't drug. Wouldn't get the drug. Over a $10 increase. Right. So yep. when you're talking about adding things like you know vitamins mm-hmm. or probiotics, you know, you need to talk yeah. about the cost involved right. and whether or not that could be covered. Right. But you know, there's an organization which I have always had a lot of respect for. That that's Publix. Absolutely. And you know, Publix yeah. started a program. So did Walmart. Yeah, Walmart yeah. did it as yeah. well. Yeah. Where they were they were giving out certain medications, mm-hmm. uh, prescription medications. If yep. you had a prescription yep. for this certain medication, it was free. Yep, and they they kicked that off. You told me what year was that that they uh, two thousand and seven. They've been doing this for like uh, se- what? Got to do the oh, You're doing math again. But so seventeen would have been ten years. Yep. And so we got to so add five more. Yeah. 12, yeah. yeah. So be twelve years. Yep. 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 Well, tw- yeah, closer, closer. Well, actually, yep. 15, 15 years. 15 years. See, 15 this is, years we do this every this. time, Larry. And I'm a math major. I, you keep saying that. <laughs> I, I would like to, I need to see your diploma. I think we're going to bring that pass. out. Okay. Oh, you passed. Okay. Well, so yeah, so for 15 years, yeah. um, people could go to different forms. And we're they talking about get, public specifically. They could get antibiotics. Yeah, not any antibiotics. There's, not a, there's a, certain a specific list of antibiotics. Blood pressure meds and some diabetes. Right. So they were all generic yeah, materials. Yeah, all generic. Yep. And, and so that was great. That was saving a lot of people a lot mm-hmm. of money. Right. As of June 1, Publix is going to discontinue this program, and which Publix has 1,297 stores in seven states and 833 stores right here in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot it's definitely of stores. Southeast, yeah. But for instance, a 90-day supply of metformin, lisinopril, or amlodipine – Amlodipine, yeah. Amlodipine is going to cost you seven fifty, right? And it's been free all yeah. these years. And the 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 whole issue was why is Publix doing this? The the heads of Publix came out and said that uh, the intended purpose of this program is no longer serving our intended purpose. And he says that most of these medications are offered through insurance plans. And let me speak to that for a yeah, minute. That's like the worst, that's the worst excuse. That, that is a terrible excuse yeah, it really because is. we all know their PR firm should be fired. Sometimes are higher than the cost of the drug itself, particularly in generics. Well, plus just because yep. it's covered by insurance doesn't mean it's free. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, somebody's paying for that insurance. 
whether it's a government insurance, we're paying yeah. that through the t- through taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's and a they're, wonderful they're not, program. They're not stopping yep. because of lack of profits. No, um, because they made four point four billion dollars last yeah, year. I know it's yep. killer. It's killer. And I don't want to. I don't want to ding Publix on this. Yeah. But uh, no, but it's it's sad. Something that our people need to understand. Yep. All right. Well, what are we going to talk about when we come back, Larry? We're going to talk about how people are struggling to pay their health care bills when we come back. Dr. That'll Mark. fold right into yep. what we just said. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. We're back with the last segment of Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we've had a really, uh, really nice day of uh, discussion. Larry, yes. I've, uh, appreciated the uh, information that we've chatted about. Exactly. And we're going to uh, we're going to go away a little bit from the uh, how, how to be healthier Health and talk and a little bit about yep. how we're struggling to afford some of the things right. that we need to stay yeah. healthy. Well, you know, it's in, it's estimated, Dr. Mark, that 112 million Americans struggle. At Struggle to afford health care today. That's a third of the country. Third of the country, and it's not a surprise, right? Because no matter what group you're talking about, so if you're talking about folks that don't qualify for much in the way of benefits and they're just having to pay out of pocket, that's a given. They're going to be struggling even if they have to go to the ER for a a minor laceration. I mean, it's going to be a big stretch because everything – is so expensive. Yeah. I mean, any care you're going to find is so expensive. And then if you look at the folks that are, they have great jobs and they have great benefits, they're still, no one expects to pay for the for this health care right. problem because you're not expecting to have it. So their co-pays, their deductibles, they're going to struggle with that too. Yeah. And then even when you talk about people that are on Medicare, we talk yeah. about that every week exactly. about how the out-of-pocket yeah. costs that they, they look yeah. for. So. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned that because not only do 112 million Americans struggle to afford health care, 93% of Americans feel that what they do pay for health care is not worth the cost. 93%, Dr. Mark. And, and why is that? You know, it's because the reimbursement rates are so up and down depending on what the coverage is that all the institutions tend to yep. make up their losses by charging fees that are way too high and what was our our best fight for that was as soon as you get your evaluation of benefits yep you call the hospital and say i'll pay you less right but i'll pay you right well you know this survey was done by the healthcare affordable 
uh, index with the Gallup polls, and it was a pretty significant uh, survey. And it also found that half of Americans reported skipping needed care due to cost in 2021. No question. I mean, I, I would, I would say. And, that, and that again, a lot of that all. was probably due to the pandemic and COVID. Well, too, I don't, but. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it, but they're saying that goes back to what we said in the last segment yeah. about, you know, if, if someone's prescription copay goes up yeah. 10 bucks, they're going to skip it. You know, yeah. we, we can go, how many of our listeners don't know that your annual visit is a covered visit? That's right. right? And that keeps no cost out, at all. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. then now, but you can get tricked by going in to see them for like, you know what, I'm going to go get my annual visit and I've got a little bit of a cough. So if you call and say that, then then you're going to a focused visit mm-hmm. and there is a cost. Yep. So the, yep. a year later when you want your yep. annual visit, you may not do it because exactly. you remember you're getting charged again. Well, there were three key financial challenges that came out in this study, and I want to talk about each mm-hmm. one of them. The first one is unable to pay for needed medical treatment over the past three months. Yep. So that so if they had that, that, that was $112 million. Got it. And the second one, skip prescription medication due to the cost over the prior three months. Yep, which is going to get and we worse know that. and worse. Yep. And then unable to afford quality care if it was needed today. You have to have that nest egg. Yeah, and we and just it, spent it, it, it three really, segments talking sure. about how do you maintain quality health care. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And might well even throw in those unexpected, yeah. you know, accidental trauma. You know, there's lots of lots of different things that – People end up in their doctor's office or their uh, emergency room that they right. just did not anticipate. Right, right. And we talk about how much cash you need to have on hand for a rainy day fund. Exactly. But you cannot keep enough cash for a significant for medical, medical issue. You no, just can't. No question. Well, and it was interesting, too. They classified uh, Americans in three different classifications. They said that 36% of Americans were what they consider cost insecure. Mm-hmm. Eight percent were cost desperate, and fifty-six percent were cost secure. Yeah. Now so, that so all just, just depended half. on income, household right. income. Sure. Yeah. 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 Anyone I mean, under a household income of forty-eight percent, which which uh, represents forty-eight thousand, forty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, forty-eight thousand dollars a year is considered significantly cost insecure. Right. Because yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. looking at the cost of. Yeah feeding and clothing and having a roof over your right, head right. and add to that yeah. some unknown yeah. cost in the, in the thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. And, and anyone uh, with household incomes over a hundred thousand dollars were considered cost secure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But, but I, I got to tell you again, people, we just don't plan on paying for healthcare. You don't plan for you it. Know, you may plan yeah. on paying yeah. your, uh, your fitness membership, you don't. It's just not something you plan on. You may plan right. on paying for uh, your trip every other year to go somewhere nice. You know, you may yep. plan on, the, but we don't plan on paying for healthcare. Right. And it's kind of foolish because everybody ends out. Someone in your family is going to have right. an interaction with healthcare more frequently than you like to admit. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about the thirty-six percent of Americans that are cost insecure. They actually reported that they had to cut back on utilities and half had to cut back on food in the last 12 months to pay for necessary health care. Yeah, and I would I would imagine that the majority of them just cut back on what they needed, you know. Exactly. I mean, they cut yeah. back on picking up And we meds. see seniors on um, fixed incomes all the time. Yep. Do I buy my food this week or do I pay my drugs? Right, right. Pay for my drugs. And and if it's if it's a medication like a 
for for hypertension. Yeah, you know, you don't really notice that your blood pressure is high. That's right. Right. So until you start having chest pain or headaches, dizziness or whatever. Yeah. And so you don't notice that. So that's the one you're not going to pick. Now, frankly, if you're insulin dependent, you're going to know pretty quickly if you don't get your insulin. Right. I thought it was interesting, Dr. Mark, that only 5% of the U.S. population in this survey reported that both their household and their income is the right amount to pay for health care. 5% of America only said that. Wow. I thought that was interesting. No, that that's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, that, that sort of argues to that point yeah, of it yeah. being ridiculously expensive. And 50% uh, of Americans generally said that they're paying too much and that the quality that they receive is not relevant to the cost they pay. Yeah, interesting. That's some serious. And then poor perceived value, 45% of the U.S. adult population report that both their household and Americans generally are paying too much for quality. And wow. and outcomes, yeah that that's 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 a sad that's a sad report there. It it's is. Not, it's it? not. It's not shocking, and it no. sort of goes to what we talk about every week yep. about the cost of healthcare and yep. and you know how, how can we get this under control? Because if you're just yep. dividing up that four and a half trillion dollars yeah. that's spent, and we're 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 looking at, we'll have to get yep. the new data. We for this whole year we've talked about how it's going to be bumped up to eight in uh, yep. 2025 yep. that's right but that that's was right. prior to the pandemic yep. those numbers were discussed well we're at 4.3 trillion today right by 2028 well, it's not ex- today but uh, last year yeah right, last right, year right. 4.3 trillion last year yep. yeah it's going to be up in 2028 is protected 6.8 trillion and by 2030 over 8 trillion dollars in yeah. expenses so I'm, I'm twice I'm any other country in America or in the country or in the world. Oh, we'll get that right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get that twice. And yep. and also that represents twelve thousand five hundred dollars for every man, woman and child in America. And for a family of four, the average cost of health care today premium is twenty two thousand dollars. That's just coverage a month, yep. uh, a year, yep. Yep. an annual. Yep. Yep. Yeah, annual. that's just, just coverage. That's, that's not, just premium, not, not including Co-pays. Your co-pays and that, your deductibles. No, that's yep. just pure premium. Yep. Yep. No, How can that continue, Dr. Mark? Well, and it has to change from the cost of the product. That's the only way to get it down. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's that the cost of that yep. healthcare product, because at the end of the day, we can see where the, the profits go. Yep. And we just need, that's, that's the only place you can cut it, yep. Larry. You can't, right. you can't cut it anywhere else. But again, if our listeners and Americans practice the things that we talked about in the first three segments about metabolic health and overall lifestyle health sure. and, and and quality of care we can reduce these costs dramatically that's true if we if we yeah. in, if we actually do the unthinkable and improve the health yeah. of americans exactly you know, if we can actually raise the bar on that you're right that's right. A, that's another fix yeah. but uh, i have uh I have less confidence in doing yes. that in a, in a in a manner that's actually going to change the needle on expenditures. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, when you look at where the cost, and we're going to talk about this next week, as to how U.S. healthcare spending is broken out by different segments in the, in the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. hospital costs are going to continue to be the highest increase in healthcare over the next five years. Even year higher than year. pharma? Even higher than pharma. That'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. Those are big. Yep. All right. So we'll uh, probably finish off today 
talking about a little bad news from yeah. CMS. Yeah, you know, I mean, CMS. This, I'm going to let you run with this because you yeah. talked about it, and this is near and dear. It is near and dear to my heart. I mean, we we actually are at risk for five different Medicare Advantage plans in our organization. But CMS, the Centers for Medicare Medicaid, announced that in 2023 they are going to increase the reimbursement average reimbursement for Medicare Advantage. Eight and a half percent. Okay, yeah, and let's explain very clearly. That means that the government is going to pay these third parties that are managing a fixed amount, a fixed amount, yep, and they're going to increase at eight point five percent of what it is now over twenty twenty two. And how much? And currently, remind, remind me how much yep. the increase yep. in physician payment was for yep. this group. Uh, how about none? Exactly. Yeah. In exactly. fact, if you got a 0.3% is a primary care. You're lucky, and specialists usually got a cut. You know that, Dr. Mark. Yep. And, and I would say We're that, talking that, about that the it, Medicare allowable fee schedule. Right, and I yep. would say that if I, was a, uh, if I was a CEO of a hospital, I would probably tell you the same thing, that I did not get more than a 2% That's increase right. Right. from, from a That's Medicare right. Advantage group. But what what kind of gets me on this whole thing, Dr. Mark, is studies have shown year over year that CMS is paying Medicare Advantage, which is the private insurance private piece insurance, yep. of Medicare, right. on average 14% more than what they're paying fee-for-service Medicare. Right, right. And now they're going to add, add another 8.5% to that? No, it's crazy because, I mean, they're these are groups that come in, and we see this in both Medicare yep. and Medicaid. They're private yep. Groups that come in and say, "Oh, we'll manage this yep. for you and take yep. take it off the government's hands," right. but it's at at a premium. Well, the and the reason there's a couple reasons why. Obviously, inflation's out of control at seven and a half percent, and all the COVID cost over the last two years has increased that healthcare index to where uh, the projected growth in Medicare is now higher than it was before, so they're going to pay the Medicare Advantage plans. Yeah, but I, I don't get, I don't agree that that's where that increased cost is coming from because these the government programs that funded all the all the COVID coverage did not come out of Medicare. That's not where it comes. That's from. That's right. That's right. And so paying the private that that doesn't that does not yep. connect at all, Larry. Well, I mean, it's that's, just it really it's doesn't. just putting more money in the coffers of the private insurance companies. It is. There's who no also other way do to do commercial, it. Yeah. right? Right. That's right. That's and right. and they're they're the groups that we talked yep. about who are in, in the billions of dollars in profit. Yep. And you know, we're how how do we cure ever growing costs of healthcare? That seems to be a one of the place. Stop paying more money to create nothing but yep. higher higher salaries for the C suite. We'll be and, talking and about higher, this for years, Dr. Mark. I tell you, I, I hope we can find an answer, Larry. Yep. Well, that was a really great show. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed that. Yep. And, uh, you know, just so you don't think you're uh, in over your head, pick one or two of those things we talked about in the That's first right. couple of segments right. and uh, see, see what works yeah. best for you. And You know, my tips are get more sleep and reduce your sugar intake. Let's start with those two, yep. Dr. Martin. Yep. Uh, everybody, everybody's got to yep. pick two. That's right. All right. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. Healthcare now. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.